Hey, and welcome back to the Pursue Podcast. Kim and I have to this point covered a lot of different sports and talked to a lot of different athletes. But today, we're finally covering tennis. Former D1 tennis player at Illinois State University, Christopher Greve, is here with us today. Christopher wrapped up enough wins that his, in the history books of the school, gained team captaincy, and together with his doubles partner, got nationally ranked. We're excited to hear your story. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on. Fun to be talking about a, a great journey. It is a great journey, and it started in uh, the rainful city of Bergen uh, on the west coast in Norway. Uh, so we we understand your motivation for wanting to travel to the U.S. to play tennis uh, to get away from from the weather. Or is is that was was there more to it than that, Christopher? Maybe a little bit more to it. I uh, I like to uh, to explain, but yeah, for sure. Um, there were a lot of different things that caused me to to go to the states. I mean, uh, playing tennis. Uh, I always wanted to kind of pursue tennis uh, beyond uh, high school. So having the chance to go to the U.S. was definitely a dream coming true. It is, um, you know, because you you were a very good tennis player. We're we're talking someone that is. Uh, you know, the absolute best junior players in, in Norway. And, and Norway, how, how big is Norway in the tennis map uh, in, in the world, uh, you know, compared to others? Because you, you played with a lot of international tennis players now, obviously. Yeah, I would say that historically we've been a pretty small tennis nation. I mean, if you look to all the bigger countries, they there's so many more players, more tournaments, more professionals. But then... I would say, especially during the last couple of years, it started to gain some traction, especially with Casper Ruud coming. Uh, it started to get a lot more attention. But when I was coming through, there was not many pro players at all in Norway. So it's um, it's a smaller sport, but growing, I would say. But how, how, was it a you know the college tennis? If you set the scene there, it is probably the most international sport, meaning there's. The, the most athletes uh, that are competing are international, of course, with a bunch of really good American players too. But uh, uh, was it a culture for, you know, amongst the juniors to think of the U.S. route uh, as as the number one option, or was it more that's like your plan B if you didn't want to go try it on to make it professionally on on a tour? No, definitely, I would say that. Uh, first and foremost talking about the international aspect for my school uh, my first year coming in we were 10 guys from eight different countries so a lot of different countries as you're saying and I think that tennis is such a such a tough sport to live from so I would say maybe only the top 105th in the world can live from tennis so I think a lot of players when you get to 16 17 18 they start thinking okay this is pretty tough Uh, if I want to keep pursuing this and I don't have the maybe the uh, financial support to go pro, college is a great option and it truly is. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of people start thinking about it when they're like 15, 16, when they see how tough it is to go through the pros. Yeah, because you are, it's not a team sport per se. I mean, in college, it, it actually becomes a team sport. Uh, and you, of course, have some team competitions, but you're very much an individual as a tennis player mm-hmm. and, and to make it, on a tour, I mean, it's not like in golf where yeah, it's still individual, but there's 
there's a Europa tour, there's a PGA tour, there's a, an Asian tour. I mean, there's one tour. So that's where you can pretty much, there's probably some club tournaments and stuff in Germany. They might be doing some, I've heard about this, but you know, realistically you have to get at the super high level in order to kind of live out that exactly. dream. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to get on the ATP tour. If you're on the, the lowest level, you're not making any money per week. I mean, even if you're doing well, you barely break zero. Uh, so it is such a tough sport to get through. Uh, and it takes a lot of time, a lot of traveling. You're on your own. You're going all over the world. Uh, and I mean, a lot of players are doing this from the junior level. And I think when they see that you travel, it's tough. You're on your own. Then maybe college is pretty appealing considering you get to be a part of a team, but you're still doing your individual sport. So that's definitely a great aspect of going to to the U.S. Yeah, and it's um, when you look at uh, you know you had ten uh, ten teammates and you were eight nationalities, uh, uh, and these were from from Europe, from South America, from from where? Uh, I, we had basically everything. I think we had two guys from South America, one guy from India. We had South Africa. We had Europeans, Americans. It was basically every continent. Yeah. Uh, I had a similar experience with my team when I was playing soccer, and it was uh, <laughs> a big salad bowl uh, of, of different nationalities. And it, it made, the, for me, the experience so great because you you didn't just learn from the south carolinians that i was on, on the team or you know we had several from texas and they were very different uh, themselves but uh you know when you get uh, my, my first roommate was from peru and then my uh, the second year you know i had a german guy i lived with and then uh, so a guy from uh, trinidad and tobago it's like so different and uh, just in like cooking in you know their out the look of life their their pace their intensity i remember the my the the island boys that we call them on on the team you know from trinidad and tobago antigua those guys they would they would walk the slowest i've ever seen someone walk and i was quite used to just being quite effective and like a to b quite fast they just it was a nice day they were you know walking slowly and not not a care in the world so you, you kind of pick up on things like that uh, i think it's a good good mix of of being around different people uh but when when it wasn't training and you know and you're competing you know then it's 100 percent full steam ahead uh if you compare how it was with the setup uh, at illinois state which is a big division one school uh, uh how was that compared to your, you know, you played for a team, a club called Paradise, Paradise Tennis Club, uh, and it's quite interesting that you went from Paradise to Normal, Illinois, which is the city where Illinois State is located. Uh, but but how was the difference in in your everyday life? I mean, it was it was very different, and as you're uh, saying, it's uh, with all these internationals, you kind of have to you have ten individuals coming from. An individual sport from eight different countries so it kind of there's some work to make these guys work together with different routines and cultures um, when I was at home I was basically scheduling uh, my own practices you I mean you could basically set it up as you would like it to fit my needs and now you're suddenly a part of a team um, but that's where I think my coach was doing an excellent job he was very good to kind of understanding the different players 
uh, how we interacted, who needs what, which I think was a was a very good uh, good way to handle handle it. And he he was able to create a team out of individuals, and that was actually what I enjoyed a lot because uh, when I was growing up in Bergen and playing tournaments. I was traveling back and forth to Oslo by myself basically every weekend. There's not that many players in Bergen uh, that were competing. So I was kind of used to uh, traveling on my own. I mean, if you do bad a week and you you play one day and then you go back home. So being able to be part of that team was actually what I enjoyed a lot. Uh, and I think that's uh, that's kind of the biggest difference, I would say. You're still an individual, but you're a part of a team in the end of the day. Yeah. And then... If you rewind a little bit back to the recruiting process and and starting that, and you, you figure that okay, I wanna wanna try the college route, and uh, obviously we we got in touch and we we started this process officially. And then, what was important for you going into that process? With what what is it that you wanted? So for me, I wanted to be able to go a place where I could develop my tennis, get a good degree. Uh, and just, I mean, have a good time. Um, and I think we were able to accommodate that in a very, very good, uh, good way. Uh, all of my college inspiration basically came from older players in Norway uh, that have been going to college before me, uh, and that was kind of uh, the, yeah, the thread I had uh, coming into it. Uh, and then, I mean, you always have certain perceptions. I want to go to Florida. I want to go to California. Um, and then I think we together, we were able to find a good route and figure out what I wanted. And then you see that there's so many places in the US where you can go, uh, which kind of fit all of those needs. Uh, so yeah, uh, I was very pleased with how it went. Uh, and with the tennis part, I felt for me, it was important to come to a school where I could play matches. So tennis is like in any other sport. I mean, you could be a part of the team, but never play a match. Um, there's only six guys playing. So for me, it was important to come to a school where I could play. It's kind of hard to develop your tennis if you don't play matches, uh, I think. Yeah, because it is about finding that right fit. And you don't, you know, it 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 sucks to not play. You know, wherever mm. you are, I would say, regardless of the sport. But uh, of course, there are some teams where it's it's ultra ultra competitive, and you have to be just ridiculously good. And you were being recruited by a few of those schools. I mean, you you were a top junior here in Norway, and you know. You, you you landed with Illinois State and I think in hindsight this was a very good fit for you uh, with, with how it turned out uh, with playing time with, with uh, your achievements there and kind of fit very well and you, you you were it fit very well into the to the lineup where you would play both double and singles right so uh, but there were some other bigger schools like the University of Washington like Penn State you know these are like heavyweights uh, that were into you know, they were looking at you. They were recruiting you. Uh, but to to go to those, it probably would have been, uh, uh, you know, you would have been one out of many, probably. And it would probably, we would never know because you haven't, you didn't go the route. But it would it would have been much harder to get so much playing time at, at those schools because the level was a bit higher. Um. So so for you, you know, when you're in that recruiting process, and it's of course flattering to be speaking with schools like this but was was this part of your ultimately decision making to 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 land on on this this right sport fit yeah uh, for sure and that's kind of what as you say it's 
flattering, you know, when you have these big schools. I mean, when you're in Norway, you know the name of the big schools, the big names. That's kind of what you see. Because, I mean, if you follow follow some uh, college sports like baseball, uh, basketball, football, all these sports, it's pretty much the big names. Um, and when I kind of decided for me that I wanted to play matches, um, I kind of had to figure out, okay, what's the level? And even though I was a top junior uh, in Norway, if you look at Penn State, Washington, these schools, these guys have top international players coming from the juniors. And they might have 10 of these guys in every team. And there's only six guys playing. Um, so that for me was, as you're saying, it was very flattering. Um, but thinking back, I was very happy that I was able to kind of think, okay, these are big schools, big big names. It it would be great probably, but I think for me, even better to go to Illinois State where I can get into to the lineup early and then just develop over time. And that's kind of what I did. Um, and that was, um, for me, the right decision for sure. Yeah. I think it's a very good way of looking at it. Uh, and, and some might go the other way and just say, well, I want to just really go to one of those and just uh, just give it a shot. Uh, I mean, there's always the opportunity that it's possible to transfer and, and change schools and et cetera. But you, you're making a decision on a place where you see yourself being the next four years to complete your bachelor's. Um, but then, you know, people... You know, Illinois State is not like the, the the big name state. You know, like a like a Penn State. You know that that is different. But Illinois State is still a fantastic school. It's a big Division One school. It's just not so so well known as one of these others, uh, like the heavyweighters that that you you mentioned. Uh, but so, so that's why I think it's uh, for internationals that are making these decisions to. To, to have an open mind and, and kind of really see what the school you're being recruited uh, from, what 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 they're all about, and is, that you haven't heard about that school doesn't mean that it's it's not going to be a, a really good place for you. Uh, uh, so, so I think it's it's important to uh, really know what you're after in the recruiting process, and some schools can offer you that, and others might not be a great fit, and that's when you make those. Um, uh, you know, some people make those wrong decisions because maybe they didn't know exactly what it is that they got themselves into because they didn't quite know what their preference was or what they really wanted out of it. And so, I think to to spend a lot of time on that is is very important. Trolls, what do you think? No, I think it's a very mature decision to to make because obviously, like uh, Christopher is saying, is that you know you you get it's flattering that big schools are looking into you and it, it might. Uh, be that route you want to go but from my perspective if you're going to succeed in, in in school and you're going to succeed you know out in in any other sport that you're doing uh, I think it's important that you get playing time you get trusted by the coach and therefore you can succeed in school you succeed everywhere else I think that's a vital point to make because obviously I was in a team where we had a bunch of Swedes that came over to our team but didn't play one minute and these guys didn't do really well in school they usually left after a year or two after sitting on the bench so i think it's important to to understand that while you're making the decision that all right my gut feeling says illinois state because the coach says he you know he i'm gonna be an impact player on the team uh, there's a future for me there and also 
and it's an easy way to to get started, I guess. And you didn't know much about Illinois <laughs> going into. You'd never been there, uh, but but uh, you know, you talk about California, New York. People want to go to these places because they've they've heard about it, they've seen it, you know. But uh, you know, most people end up at in other places where they'll they'll love it. It's just that they didn't know so much about it. But how, how was? Uh, uh, did you did you think about that that oh this is in a state that's yeah haven't maybe heard so much about it before yeah i mean that's uh, yeah as you're saying a lot of people want to go to east coast west coast uh, i was actually pretty open minded i would say uh, and i'm very happy about that today uh, but thinking back uh, i mean the only thing i pretty much knew about illinois that was chicago uh, which is uh, i mean Chicago is not a small city, um, but that's kind of the the center of Illinois. Uh, let's say that. Uh, but I was, I mean, Illinois was awesome to be honest. It kind of gave me the authentic college experience, and that was kind of what I wanted. I mean, I said normal Illinois. Uh, it's basically like a student town, but that's kind of what I enjoyed because when we traveled to other big schools, if they were in a big city, you don't get that the same feeling. Um, I would say. And that was kind of the good part about being in Illinois. I mean, we were over 20,000 students. That's basically what the city was built around. So, yeah, Illinois was definitely um, definitely a good place uh, place to be. Cold winters and warm summers. Exactly. Um, what surprised you during your recruiting process before you kind of signed the dotted scholarship uh, paper line? Uh, was there any strange things or, or things that were yeah maybe not as you expected uh, I mean first and foremost what I remember must be all the paperwork uh, there's a lot of a lot of stuff you have to do which I was happy to get helped by you guys uh, which was definitely uh, very helpful uh, I mean apart from that I was kind of surprised uh, how professional and I mean, how many people are involved from the school in a recruiting process or like how many people that are part of the the team, let's say that, because when I was talking to the head coach, I mean, he had an assistant coach, you have a trainer, you have a strength and conditioning coach. There's so many people that are part of a team. When I was playing back home, I mean, you have a coach that you share with 50 other players. Here you kind of have a head coach, an assistant coach, a trainer. Uh, physiotherapist, everyone helping ten guys out, and that kind of shows when you go to Illinois State, uh, State, uh, which I didn't know much about before, uh, and I heard what the coach was telling me, uh, and kind of how he explained how it worked. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. This is a pretty big deal in a big school still. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of the, the I would say NCAA Division One uh, that the resources around sports and and, not, and you know in other divisions too, but maybe especially those because those are the you know that you talk about the twenty thousand other students at Illinois State. You know they they are they are the bigger schools for sure. So, Christopher, back in 2014, you touched down in uh, normal Illinois. Uh, what was your first impression of, you know, normal and Illinois and Illinois State University? Yeah, it was a uh, very exciting times. Uh, remember uh, flying over there? Um, 
And when I arrived, I mean, it's two hours from Chicago, so it's kind of a ride down from Chicago. And we came down there. It was straight to the dorm, actually. Um, and then I got to see this is where I'm going to live for a year. Um, and which was, I was, uh, I wouldn't say I was scared in any way, but I was excited. I mean, you have some butterflies and uh, you're kind of ready to go, I would say. Uh, and I got there and I actually got a, a roommate, a tennis roommate from Denmark, which was kind of nice. Um, so we could kind of stick together a little bit to start with. Uh, but then, I mean, basically from the first day coming into the dorm, we lived at a, at a floor with only athletes and people were so nice. I mean, football players, soccer players, basketball. It Basically from day one, you just touch ground and it was uh, very uh, welcoming and, uh, and nice people. Uh, so from like a social perspective, I was, I felt pretty included right away. Um, and from the tennis and facilities perspective, it was um, super good. I was surprised how good everything was from yeah, basketball stadiums to the gym to tennis courts, everything. So, yeah, I, I think I was uh, surprised in a positive way coming in. That That's the beauty of, uh, you know, you, you come in and you, you you said you lived in in a dorm, uh, you know, so that's on, on campus living, uh, right? And you're, you're yeah. right in the center of everything, pretty much. I mean, you have uh, maybe two minute walk over to the tennis courts and, and five minutes to the cafeteria where you just get your food. Uh, but then living with athletes, you know, you were paired up with, with uh, with a good fit for you. and But also just being surrounded by just other student athletes that are they're there and the, you know not just tennis players but you talk about the american football basketball and mm. some of these probably <laughs> like the the superstars of the school you would say uh but you it's still a group of like-minded people that are going to school together representing illinois state uh, and and living and having fun together it's it's a quite a remarkable setup actually uh, for sure and that's uh, for me the beauty about coming in and actually living in the dorm because that kind of set uh, the possibility for me to get to know people uh, and when you're fit with athletes as you say I mean you're with like-minded people I mean they like working out they like doing like being structured doing well in, in school I mean you're so similar in many ways and then especially being surrounded with basketball and football players these are the guys that go out and play in front of thousands of people every weekend which is kind of cool to just i mean you go to the same gym you have the same classes um so it's a um, very very nice spirit i would say um to be a part of uh, and it's yeah as you say everything is so convenient i mean you live in the center of campus you can move around easily i would say the yeah just the day is set up in such a, such a good way yeah and you have your academic advisor and 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 the, the support staff. You you talked about the the people just on you know your physio, your strength and conditioning trainer, your your coach, the assistant coach. But then you also have another department that uh, is there to make sure that you as a student athlete, and I'm saying emphasis on student because you're, you're ultimately there to get your degree, but that you are gonna deliver in, in the classroom and and help you with your scheduling and and because I, I remember. You know, with all the tennis players uh, at my school, and we used to, you know, all the soccer team used to hang out a lot with the tennis tennis teams there. Uh, you know, 
scheduling was important for when, when to do your classes. There was a lot of training uh, as a tennis player. There was, you know, early morning practices typically, and then long practices, uh, maybe from one, two o'clock. They trained much, much longer and much harder, I would say, than our our soccer team. So how was how was that to get settled into into kind of the the system uh, when you came over? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's such a fast paced environment. It just moves so fast. Uh, and yeah, for me, I mean, we had morning workouts, classes during the day. And then, as you said, pretty much like maybe from two to five, we would play tennis um, every afternoon. And when you kind of have that schedule, that's where the people around you from an academic perspective are so important. Uh, and we had this uh, student athlete academic center uh, where we could go and study, which was basically kind of like our own library with advisors uh, you could get tutors anything you would need basically uh, and when I came in my first year I had to spend I think two hours every day there just to get into the rhythm of it and if I did well the first semester they would say okay next semester you only have to come in one hour a day it, it was basically for them to see that okay Christopher he's here he's touching in he's doing his work so I mean the support and follow-up you get that's pretty much unprecedented i mean you're not going to get that anywhere else in the world so i was uh, very impressed about the academic uh, system and how well they work together with athletics to make sure that you have a schedule that suits you the best if you're traveling if you're practicing yeah they always want to help you out uh, and that definitely made i mean even though there were busy days they were for sure they just felt enjoyable because uh, they were set up in such a good way. Yeah. Uh, we, we touched on that with many, you know, the structure and, and how the time management piece is. Uh, if you didn't have it already, uh, you will definitely have it after four years of being a student athlete there. Uh, and the higher level you go with your sport, the more demands on you. The, the, of course, I think the better, or you need to be really good at time time management and structure. Otherwise, you you will fall behind. Uh, but then you have that support network that if you're struggling with something and if you, you know, you, you mentioned tutor, I mean, tutors pretty much, if you n need free help to, 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 to in your math class or free, or maybe double checking if the paper you've done is, is written in a good way, you know, all of this stuff, it's, it's right there for you to just get, get help. They're not doing it for you, but they're helping you understand uh, and I think that's important I know a, a lot of the international students that that don't have English as a native language you know to, to, to get help from say the writing center or you know to, to, to help you with you you get into the thing of swing of things with with your English quite fast but you know everything is in English and you have to do some papers you have to maybe do some presentations and to get some extra help with that I think a lot of them including myself, we did that when we, when we started. But was the English part a challenge for you, or, or was that okay? I mean, I would say speaking-wise, I felt that I was okay. Uh, I mean, I got a lot better when I was there, for sure. Uh, but I wasn't too worried about that. Uh, but it, it was more doing schoolwork in English, which I think a lot of people think a lot about. But as you're saying, I mean, you just you, you pick it up quickly, because you speak English all the day. I mean, you talk to people wherever you go, it's English. And that's kind of where it's a lot easier to pick it up when you talk it outside of the classroom. Uh, 
And as you're saying, if you need any help, um, there's always a tutor that can help you out if you're struggling. Uh, so for me, I I think I'm but, but I mean the first year you kind of adapt and you get better, and from there on I just felt like it was moving pretty smoothly actually. And it's it's you know it's good that you get that hey you need to come here two hours and and just make sure you study and and do your work and uh, you know you got good grades so you you were quite quickly out of that system because you showed them hey I I, I can take care of it uh, uh, but but it's it's a good setup I think uh, but then moving into you know the the tennis season I mean the fall. It's uh, maybe you can walk through how how the the fall and, and the spring is for, for when it comes to tennis and the, the training and the matches and and that. Definitely, I mean that's kind of where I think tennis is very cool in college because I mean many sports are a like a one semester season. You're either in season spring or fall, but in tennis we play like invitational tournaments in the fall, which you play individually, but you represent the school, so you play a knockout tournaments. Uh, so that's kind of for us. We usually played between six and eight tournaments every fall, um, from I would say ranging between September to November, uh, a little bit easier around finals in December. And then we played um, we played tournaments. I mean, in the Midwest area, we would travel to to Oklahoma to play this uh, big All American tournament where we would play the the qualifying where all the best guys in the country are. We would play. If you did well, you got to play the regionals, which are all the best players in the Midwest. So you have a lot of big individual tournaments uh, in the fall, which for me, I mean, the fall was always a, a good time to show the coach that, okay, I'm here, I'm training well, I'm, I'm doing well. Because um, in the spring, that's when it really matters. That's when you play as a team and you play conference. Um, so the spring is uh, even more fast-paced uh, than the fall, I would say. In the spring, you basically play every week in from January until April or May. Uh, so that's um, that's where you travel the most. You play the the most matches, and it it was the part of the year that I thought was the most uh, most fun. That's when you really get to challenge yourself and and play uh, tennis at a high level every weekend. Yeah, because you know you you live for playing these tournaments and, and competing and, and, and winning them. I mean, that's, uh, you know, every athlete would <laughs> would say that. It would be strange if you, if you didn't, uh, I would say. But uh, I was always so impressed with, with the tennis players, with how much they put in to, to that. Uh, and it, it's obviously, it's different. I mean, I, I was at, especially in, in my last year as a Division One athlete, you know, just seeing what it took to 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 win and to to you know you talk about conference to 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 win your 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 conference championship what it what it takes to do that uh, not just from one individual but then you need the whole team to just be rela- relentless at uh, at at doing doing well and and wanting it uh, so you know and and also managing that with typically doing great in school you know it's like the the typical tennis player was like super hungry on the court and also just did great great academically uh that, that's my just impression of being around mm-hmm. a lot of tennis players over the years yeah and one thing that have you know surprised me is that us that have been you know soccer players we play one or two games a week but obviously when you travel for an uh, invitational tournament in the fall how many games could you end up playing during that weekend 
Yeah, the fall would actually be the toughest because you could play, I mean, Thursday to Sunday, you could play maybe uh, the worst, like five singles matches and five doubles matches sometimes. Exactly. So that is just astonishing. And then obviously you have to play those. If you end up going and playing in the final, (laughs) you've played four matches prior to that. So it it is quite different from what we're used to. Uh, So hats off for that. For sure. You... Half of your games are away games, right? That it's when you you play at home, like you you you're five minutes away from your bed, from your court, pretty much. But then when you play the away games, uh, which are half of those, uh, what were the most memorable trips during your your time there? Because there's been a lot of traveling for you, of course. For sure. I mean, we had uh, so many good trips. Um, I mean, we would basically travel all all the time. I felt like, but. I mean, always going, of course, to our conference rivals, always fun. I mean, these are the teams. We would always see them in the fall, maybe wouldn't play them individually, even though they were in our conference. And then you're always excited to play them in the spring. Um, And for us, that would be Drake uh, University and Wichita State, which were always two very strong teams. I mean, during my time, they were ranked top 40, top 50 in tennis basically all the time. So very strong uh, tennis schools. And even though we didn't get to beat them many times, it, it, it was always, I mean, a good battle. And that's kind of what you feel. Even coming in the first year, they'll, they'll tell you, get ready for Drake, get ready for Wichita. So that's kind of um, the most memorable like conference uh, matches. Uh, and thinking back on other matches, we would travel to a lot of like big schools. Uh, which would always be very fun and kind of you would all, when you come from Illinois State and we would go to play let's say Oklahoma State massive school um, they were top 25 in the country and just for us going there playing them and just putting up a good fight always like for me that was always a blast playing those schools you get a good chance at getting a win against a, a top top university yeah Oh, Oklahoma State. Uh, it's interesting because we had a. Um, this was before you you went over, but we had a, a British tennis player that uh, we helped to Oklahoma State, uh, and he was ranked I think seven hundred on the ATP. Uh, so obviously super high level, and that says something about what it takes to come in. And I mean, not that all of those players. I mean, he was one of their absolute best ones, I think. But yeah. still, to be seven hundred ATP and and come in to play college and they're not even the best you know they're 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 typically very strong but then Mm. you know one thing is to be a top 20 top 25 team but another thing is to be like consistently say top 10 or top 5 which are the ones that just produced uh, you know players onto the tour Um, and I I remember you know my wife is actually uh, she played tennis in college she's from Colombia and she um, uh, one of the you know, training groups that she had, and obviously tennis in Colombia is, is much bigger than, say, in Norway. We talked about it with being a much smaller nation, right? But in, in Colombia, it's a massive sport. And in her training group, there was a lot of players going to different schools across the U.S. And and some of those ended up doing actually very well. Uh, and we had one of her really good friends, Robert Farah, who he was uh, playing at the University of Southern California, uh, did very well in singles. I mean, I think one NCAA national tournament uh, I might be wrong on that but really top ranked in, in college and he ended up 
specializing in, in doubles, uh, playing professionally, and he's ended up winning Grand Slams and being ranked number one in the world in, in tennis. And I remember we were living in London. We it was the Wimbledon. He was playing with his with his partner Juan Sebastian Cabal. Uh, my wife, she got us tickets from through them, so we were there for pretty much the whole two weeks watching tennis. And and this was at the early stage where they uh, they just finished. He had just finished, uh, you know, playing NCAA's, and then you know, but then seven, eight, nine years later, he's made number one in the world. Uh, that's unbelievable. Uh, actually, when you see see the journey, but it just says something about. This can be a stepping stone uh, in into the pro ranks. Uh, it's really difficult, I think, regardless uh, if you go to college or not. But you can see a lot of examples of people using using this uh, as a stepping stone. And you, you probably played against some of these guys at some of these schools too. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And and that's kind of what I think was so great about me going to Illinois State was that. We were not among the biggest schools, but we always had five or ten big schools on our schedule. We would always go to these big schools. We played University of Wisconsin. We would play Oklahoma State. We would play Tulsa, which is a big tennis school. So we traveled around and played so many good schools. And when you play these schools, you get the chance to play the best guys. So you can compete. Then you can see where your level is at. And I mean, if you really perform, they'll have a look and they'll contact you if they think you're really really good you know yeah. that's kind of been my impression from those guys who's done really really well at schools like Illinois State they usually get a chance uh, to transfer if um, if they're good enough uh, and for me that was uh, it, it, it was so fun to play these schools because as you said you get to play guys that played at a very high level uh, at the ATP tour even before going to college yeah. uh, so yeah, many many guys making it through the college level into the pros. Um, yeah. Definitely. But you, you ended up with a very good uh, national ranking. Uh, the grand, you ended up number fifty four in, in in D one tennis and and doubles. That's fifty three. Fifty three. Sorry, that that's a very good uh, uh, achievement. I would say for 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 a Norwegian tennis player uh, coming and 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 doing that because there's so many strong players. Yeah, uh, for sure. I got um, my coach set me up with a um, uh, a guy that was one year ahead of me. Um, we started playing doubles our first year, but we started playing pretty well. Uh, and into our yeah, my second year, uh, he was a junior. We just started playing really consistently. We've been practicing together for a year, and we just we got on a really hot streak, uh, and we beat a pretty. Uh, uh, I think they were a seeded team in the regionals tournament in doubles. And as we beat them, we had a good streak and we took down those guys who were ranked. And then suddenly we were into the national rankings, uh, which were, which was something I had never expected that coming in. I remember coming in as a freshman, I would look at these names that were ranked around 50 in doubles. These were guys that were in a very, very high level. Um, so um, I was uh, very thrilled about uh, being ranked for sure. Yeah. But it says something that you, how would you say your development as a tennis player from coming over as a 19 year old and throughout your journey, I mean, you, you, you must have developed and gotten much, much better in <laughs> your game, I improved a lot. Yes, for sure. And that was, 
where Illinois State was such a good fit. Because when I was coming in as a freshman, uh, I would play five or six in the lineup. Uh, there's six guys playing. And then I kind of developed through the years uh, to playing number one my senior year. And that was where playing these matches every weekend really got me better. Maybe, like, like maybe I had the level in me coming in as a freshman, but playing those matches every weekend, that's kind of what makes you match fit in the tough moments. Uh, so that that's kind of no, that's kind of when you know that you can come up clutch in a tough situation in the third set. And I would have never managed that when I was coming in as a freshman, opposed to what I was doing as a junior or as a senior so for sure developed uh, developed a lot uh, during those four years yeah. it was i would say it's of course with an individual sport like tennis but you're playing for a team which for me is super exciting to watch the tennis matches in in college but then the, the mental side did you work or did the coaching staff work a lot with you on 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 that part uh you talk about the three setters and and coming through and, and winning those uh, that's Oftentimes, I mean, from a uh, that's oftentimes mental, but from you know, you have to. I think physically, you were ready for it because they 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 work you really hard in the states, and you you really fit. But mentally, did were there things you you worked on with 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 the, with the coaching staff? Yeah, for staff? sure. I mean, it, it kind of puts a, a pressure on you that you're not used to. Because uh, coming in, I'm used to winning and losing on behalf of myself. Uh, and that's kind of what's uh, very, very different. Um, and especially in tennis, where there's seven points to compete for in a dual match. And if it comes down to 3-3 and you're standing in a decider, um, then you kind of have to you have to be tough mentally. And at our school, we were very focused on being aggressive in the important moments. So if we were going to lose, we were going to lose on our own terms. Yeah. You were not going to be passive and just kind of await the opponent you're going to go for it and i mean take your chances yeah, very i like it uh offensive minded thinking kind of like when i remember one match in the u.s open final once when novak djokovic played federer and you can just see at one point novak djokovic just decided to well i'm just gonna go for it on every shot and he, he actually managed to hit every shot in and it was just un, probably the, the most unbelievable tennis match that i've ever seen uh so and maybe that's like a u.s thing too i feel like that aggressive let's go out and do it type of thing that's the mentality uh this is my my impression uh for sure i agree a hundred percent i mean that's uh and that's kind of what i think made me a lot better as a tennis player as well because uh, when you're used to being in those situations, you don't get that stressed or nervous. I mean, you you have a game plan, you stick with it, and you go for it. And if it doesn't work out today, it's going to work out the next time if you keep doing that. Um, so uh, yeah, that was um, definitely some some pressure, but I mean, pressure is good. Yeah, so. Very successful on on the court, uh, but also successful in the classroom. And you're you're a student athlete, so student comes first in that word. Uh, how did you manage to do so well in school, uh, while with all the other uh, responsibilities you had, being part of the team and, and getting a scholarship? Uh, I mean, coming in, I would say I was 
I was kind of focused on school uh, in high school, so I felt that I had some good routines, but it kind of changed coming into college because I had to be a lot more focused and adaptable to to a busy schedule. Um, so I would say that, I mean, the first year it was kind of a lot of new classes, learning, uh, getting the grasp of it, which, I mean, the support around me was super important. Uh, and I kind of figured out during the first year uh, what I wanted to study uh, and I wanted to do a, a major in finance so I kind of got interested in that pretty quickly and I mean when you find something you like it's it, it, it's a lot easier to stay focused and um, and uh, motivated uh, but yeah definitely a good support system and got the good routines going early on so I kind of knew that okay I got to schedule well Basically, like every Sunday, I would just schedule out my week. I would have like a, a notebook and I would basically know what I had to do every day. And then it was just kind of execute once I had the plan. That's, that's really good. And that, that's uh, very much needed. Uh, we talked about it before, but, uh, but but we're talking a top accredited business school here. So it's it's also when you get a degree like you did, it's, it opens doors for you. Um, but how, how much time did you did you spend on on, on studying and, and prepping for your your lectures and, and classes? Uh, would you say? Yeah, I would say uh, if we look at the last two years, which is kind of when I really got into my major classes, um, then I needed to focus more because I mean I had some some tough math, uh, some tough statistics. Uh, there were more finance classes, so as I got through my junior and senior year, I definitely spent a lot more time. I mean, I would say I, I basically spent every like second I had between practices and after practices to to focus on school because I knew that every weekend is going to be busy. I mean, it, there's tennis, there's traveling. So um, I don't know if there's like an exact amount of hours every day. Uh, but I mean, I kind of felt like I was all, always doing something. Uh, what so, about yeah. the what about the social aspect? I mean, the, it's obviously it's supposed to be uh, fun to, to to be a college student, and of course it's fun to to play your tennis. It, it's you know, f is it fun to study? I mean, if you like the subject, then of course, but it can get a bit tedious. But what about like the actual fun with your friends? Go out and and experience uh, nothing to do with schoolwork and 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 and, and sports. No, for sure. That was a very important part of it. And that's kind of why I enjoyed my time so much. I mean, we had a very enjoyable group of guys uh, at the tennis team, which, I mean, we hung out a lot off the court as well. And, I mean, our, our coach would be pretty good at kind of looking at the guys and thinking, okay, now these guys have had a pretty rough week. They've been practicing twice a day. And if we had a weekend at home or we would stay home and practice, he would give us maybe a Friday afternoon and say, hey, guys, go out, have a good time. Um, so, I mean, we kind of had that good balance. Um, and yeah, that was kind of where living in a, a college town, authentic college town was just key because you can move around so easily. There's only students. Um, I mean, you're a two-minute walk from your best friends all the time. So, I mean, we just, we had a good time. Uh Definitely. I mean, when you're a student, being surrounded by twenty thousand students, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. And you you got to show your parents uh, the school. I mean, they came over to to visit you, and uh, maybe in that graduation moment, you know, you get your cap and gown and uh, and get your diploma. Uh, were they there for that? 
for graduation, I actually had to to leave a little bit early due to some uh, some illness in my uh, my family. Uh, so I actually didn't wear the cap and gown. Uh, but they visited me a couple of times. Yeah. It's it's uh, important to to show the to show your family, you know what what you've been doing, right? One thing is to try and explain it, and you can FaceTime and you can show, but it's you have to get them there to really understand oh. this, right? For sure, they visited a couple, maybe yeah, three times. I think it, it it was always fun to show them around. Uh, and I mean, as you're saying, I mean, FaceTime doesn't do the experience justice. Uh, I mean, it's um, you kind of have to be there and just feel the atmosphere. Um, and I think when they came there, I think they understood even more why I enjoyed it so much. And they went to, I mean, they followed my tennis since I was five years old. So they've seen all my tournaments in Norway. Um, and I mean, no offense to tournaments in Norway, but you usually play tournaments with not many people watching and it's, it, it's kind of quiet around and they would go to watch my dual matches. And I mean, there's people watching, there's cheering. I mean, just a whole different uh, vibe, I would say. So uh, yeah, I think they, um, they definitely understood why I enjoyed it. And I think they were pretty happy about the choice when they came over to visit as well. Yeah. And then you know, as as every parent, they probably want their 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 kids to get back. You know, and you you ended up you, after graduation, you uh, uh, you did end up coming back, and you you continued studying. You you weren't quite done yet, uh, and you you ended up in Oslo at uh, BI uh, to do your masters over two years. How, how was uh, first and foremost? It's very nice to get into that school. It's such a, a cr- high-end business school in, in Europe uh, so it's a big achievement to, to get to get accepted but uh, how was it to how, how did your bachelor's at Illinois State prepare you for for what it was like to study at say a Norwegian University like BI yeah for sure I mean it, it, it's a different school system and I mean moving from undergraduate to graduate school there's always going to be some differences but I felt that I was pretty well prepared. Uh, there were a couple of classes. I mean, the whole setup in Norway or in Europe in general, where you might, at the end of the semester, you have a 100% exam, which determines your grade. That kind of, and at a master's level where there's many classes, it's it's uh, busy. I mean, it's easier to do bad at one out of five, opposed to in the US, if I kind of continually did the work and put down the effort throughout the semester, then you're you're gonna end up doing pretty pretty good. Uh, so that was kind of the biggest difference. I mean, you you basically get a book and you get a date for the final exam and good luck, kind of. Yeah. So uh, very, very uh, different to the U.S. undergraduate uh, way of doing it, uh, where it's more like uh, you know, let's go through these chapters and we'll test you on those. And yeah, yeah you did well, so now we can go on to the next one. Yeah. So uh, I think I spent one semester at BI kind of figuring out how to just study for exams. I mean, if I started reading the book, uh, I mean, that wasn't the way to go about it. Uh, I mean, you kind of have to figure out how to solve different assignments and and cases and all of that. Uh, but like from, an, from the courses I took, like the finance courses, I felt well prepared and I pretty much picked it up pretty quickly after the first semester where I felt like I needed some time to, to adjust a little bit. But uh, for sure different but prepared, I would say. Yeah. 
And then after graduation there, you you, you land a nice job in in uh, PVC and and using your finance and uh, accounting and numbers and all all the knowledge that you've gotten. Uh, has it been fun to to get going on the like adult life, uh, like re- real life? You you could call it uh, now that you're done with with the studies. Yeah, for sure. I mean, after six years of continuous uh, school, or I mean, if you add thirteen years of school as a as a kid i mean there's a lot of school that's been done so i was uh, pretty ready to get going so yeah uh, heading to pvc was uh, was a great fit for me i mean uh, just coming in there and now i've been there for almost a year um so it's been good and i feel that i mean my experience in the u.s has uh, given me a good uh, good foundation to move into uh, to the adult life that's great and and you know, there's some challenges with COVID and everything, but your your tennis, you're still uh, still seeing you competing a little bit. It's nice uh, nice to to continue that. I would say for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, even though I'm not able to uh, to play the same amounts as I did before, I mean, I st- I, I still enjoy playing a little bit every week, uh, playing some tournaments when I can. Uh, hasn't been possible during the last year, uh, pretty much, but. Uh, Hopefully we can get going soon again. Yeah, great. Uh, lastly, as we wrap things up, because of, I mean you've done so many things, but what, what is like you know for the other tennis players thinking about this? Uh, what would you say? What what would be your advice to to, to those uh, considering if this is uh, college tennis is the right path? I would say that, I mean, if you're considering it, as we kind of said early on in our conversation, that is, I mean, do the research before you go, uh, figure out kind of the level and kind of what level do you think you're at and what's your ambition. But I mean, if you really want to go, I would say just go for it. I mean, it's such a good experience. Um, I mean, there's no other place in the world where you can go, you can combine the two things um, and at the same time you learn so much about life I mean how to handle yourself being on your own new cultures new people uh, that's definitely something I've taken with me as I'm moving on now into the more professional work life um, so yeah the, I mean it's just a great experience and it's um, it's fun to have friends all over the world the, I mean the my teammates some of them are getting married soon so I mean then you're going to a wedding certain places in the world and yeah it's just a, a cool a cool thing to be to have been a part of well i think i can speak for both of us that it's been a, a pleasure having you on Christopher. uh it's been really fun to to see how your life in in the u.s was and and hopefully this will inspire a lot of young uh tennis players out there to to maybe go the same route that you did yeah, you've been a great example and ambassador for this, uh, Christopher. So uh, thank you so much. Really, uh, really excited to uh, to have seen how, yeah, from from eighteen till now, how you progressed. It's really, uh, really fun to see. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for uh, for having me on and uh, getting me over there. That was um, a privilege talking to you guys. Perfect. Thanks. 